Welcome to 49ers After Dark. That's Jesse Naylor. I'm Grant Cohn. Jesse, wow. You've leveled up, glowed up. Look at the, your your shirt, your hat, your backdrop. <laughs> it looks great, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I've been waiting on this sign for over a month. I'm so excited it came. And uh, yeah, man, it's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Um, what a day. Real what a talk. day with the Real Niners. talk. It's pretty dope. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. So today, go down to Santa Clara, sitting there, and you're thinking, like, mm, I don't know what the news is going to be today. Like, I guess we're going to have to talk about Brock. And then Kyle Shanahan comes out real casually, and he just goes through the injuries. And then he's like, oh, and here's, here's one. Here's a new one. Brock Purdy's in the, con the concussion protocol. Go ahead. It's like, so, I mean, they didn't know it during the game. He spoke to the media after the game. He had symptoms on the plane, so he didn't feel anything until he was almost home. And now he might not play next week. So that's a bombshell. And the question is, if Brock Purdy can't play, can the 49ers win with Sam Darnold? Well, I think we have to count on him not playing at this point. So in the last year, last two seasons, only one player that was a quarterback has passed the concussion protocol when they were in it from the previous game, and that was Pickett, but I believe that was also before all the Tua stuff. So ever since the Tua thing, like everybody's on lockdown with these quarterbacks. You got Brock Purdy in concussion protocol on a short week. I would be shocked if he plays on Sunday. So I don't think he's going to play. Now we have to figure out, can the 49ers win with Darnold? It's no secret. I'm not a big Darnold guy. I don't think he's very good. I think he's a bad decision maker. A lot of the same issues I have with him, I had with Jimmy. But that being said, I think for a few games or a game, Darnold can turn it up. I, I do. I, I think with this offense, with these weapons, with Kyle Shanahan, they can figure out a way to kind of mask his deficiencies and make him look good for a short stint. So I do think they can win this game with Darnold. Yes. Yeah, I think they can win with Darnold too. I don't know if they can beat the Bengals with Darnold. That's yeah. the thing. Like, but is I don't Darnold know if they would have worse angles with Brock mm. either. That's like, what I'm saying. A, a is Darnold that much worse than Purdy? I don't know. I don't think Kyle thinks so. I think Kyle might wonder if Brock's a little bit better. But I think the end result might be like six dozen, half dozen. The other what, what, Might be about the same. And if that's the case, I don't know if the Niners are beating the Bengals. What I do think is interesting about this scenario is let's say, let's say Darnold plays really poorly then the conversation comes back to trey lance sorry but it does because the niners could have had trey lance playing this week instead they got darnold and yeah. i watched them both all off season i didn't think darnold was better i mean i don't i'm not sure that the team thought darnold was better i think they they went with darnold because he was less of a distraction or whatever so this better pay off is he good can you win with him I mean, you won a game with Trey Lance. You beat the Texans. You won a game with him. You've never won a game with Sam Darnold. If you lose this one and he looks bad, like that decision's going to uh, come back to bite him. It, yeah, now. it could. I, I think. <laughs> I think the only scenario that they get out of this without a conversation being had is if he is kind of mid, but they still win. Because yeah. if he's bad, that conversation definitely could happen. But if he's good, that 
opens up a whole nother conversation, Grant. Mm -hmm. And now you're looking at a possible quarterback controversy. You just are. I don't care how you slice it because the way that Sam Darnold was acquired by the 49ers, and let's not forget that the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan in particular offered the Jets a first-round pick for Darnold. When they were mm -hmm. at 12, the year that they were at 12 and they moved up to three, they offered that 12th pick for Sam Darnold. At that time, the Jets told them no. And the reason was is they weren't fully sold on Zach Wilson because he had a shoulder issue that they wanted to get checked out. What happened was they figured out he's good to go. They then went back to the 49ers. But at that point, the 49ers had already made their mind up. They were moving up to three. That ship had sailed. So then they traded him to the Carolina Panthers. So you're talking about a head coach who wanted Sam Darnold for a first-round pick just a couple years ago. Talked about him like he's the next Steve Young. Brought him here. And it wasn't Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is not the reason they moved on from Trey Lance. Let's be clear about that. Okay? Brock Purdy played very good, and Brock Purdy would have been the starter. Brock Purdy is the reason that Trey Lance would not be starting. That much is true. The reason they moved on from Trey Lance is because they felt more than comfortable with Sam Darnold. So if we think that there is no possibility that off of Two bad games from Brock, a good game from Sam, and the perfect time if you're going to make a change is going into a bye week and coming out of that bye week, that there is zero possibility that Kyle Shanahan, who clearly loves Sam, wouldn't make that move. I think we're fooling ourselves. I think we're fooling ourselves too. And I think Kyle Shanahan, the way he looks at quarterbacks is strange. I mean, I think he basically just doesn't want you to turn the ball over. I think he looks at the running back as the guy who wins the game for him and the quarterback as the guy who potentially loses the game for him. And I think he liked Brock, but I don't think he thought Brock was winning games for him. I thought Brock, I think, I think he thought Brock was not losing games. And in the last two games, it's possible. I mean, I think Brock lost those games in a lot of ways. He's the quarterback. He made some big mistakes and he started turning the ball over against the Browns. He had the one pick, but a couple other passes that nearly got picked. And then this last week against the Vikings, two picks. And I think once you get there, Kyle Shanahan will turn on you. Like, it's say what he he can say what he wants about Jimmy Garoppolo, but that that's what he didn't like about Jimmy Garoppolo: the turnovers. Why they draft Trey Lance? He had no turnovers in college. Mm -hmm. Kyle's obsessed with that. He wants a game manager that doesn't turn the ball over, and that's what Brock was, and that's not what he was the last two weeks though. And if that's what Sam Donald can be, Kyle will be happy. But I think the the irony here is that they need more than that now. With a depleted team a little bit, they're going to need more than a game manager who doesn't turn the ball over to beat Cincinnati. So, I don't know if, if Bro I don't know if Sam can do that. Yeah, I, I don't know that Sam's that guy. We were trying no turnovers. I mean, Sam's a turnover machine. He was in college. I want to be clear about this. I think if they do make a move to Sam Darnold, I think it's a major mistake. I think that the fan base easily turns on Kyle Shanahan. We talked about this two weeks ago. I think that. Sam Darnold is not a very good quarterback at all. That being said, one thing that we also talked about, we've praised Kyle Shanahan and his leadership and, and how he's really poured into Brock. But we also had one question, Grant, and that one question was once it starts to go bad, because it eventually will, it's never perfect, always. Once it starts to go bad, does Kyle Shanahan continue to support Brock? And for the first time this last weekend, if you look at his reactions on the sideline, he reacted the exact way that he used to to Jimmy Garoppolo when he would make those interceptions. Before, if you would see a mistake from Brock, he would miss a throw. 
He would turn the ball over, which hadn't happened a lot. But when he would turn the ball over, there was no reaction from him. In fact, he would pull him aside and have conversations with him. Not this week. It was the, oh, this effing BS. Are you kidding me? That's what you saw from him on the sideline for the first time when reacting to Brock Purdy. That's not good. Yeah. So can they win with Darnold? I don't know. They weren't winning with Purdy the last couple of weeks. They might have some big problems. Could this be the end for Brock Purdy? Let me put it this way. We just talked about Sam Darnold potentially really struggling and people wondering if the Niners should have kept Trey Lance. What if Sam Darnold knocks it out? What if Sam Darnold's great? Puts up phenomenal numbers. He's got a good team around him. He wins. He beats the Bengals. They put up 30 points. I mean, the offense has been, looked bad the last two weeks. 17 points each game. What if they put up 34? And just like they were doing easily with Brock Purdy a few weeks ago, if, if they can do that with Darnold, do you think they'll leave him in as the starting quarterback? Like, they have a bye week, and they could say, you know, we're going to go with the hot hand. Or Brock's still in the concussion, concussion protocol. Or his arm is a little tired. Whatever. Is this like an audition for Sam Donald? Is there something he could do to keep this job after the bye week? Yeah, I think that there is. I mean, I think it's a non-conversation if he doesn't play well. He has to play well, and they have to win. Both those things have to happen in order for this to even be a conversation. But where this is very different, and I had tweeted about this, and people brought it up like, oh, does he want to lose the locker room? He's not going to lose the locker room with that move. Not the way that he would have lost it going from Jimmy to Trey Lance. That was a completely different situation. This team likes Sam Darnold, and the best player on this team is who? CMC, we agree. Pretty much the best player on this team, most effective player on this team. Mm -hmm. Who's his best friend? Sam Darnold. So there wouldn't be that issue. Like that, that's not the issue. They're not, the locker room will not be lost like it would have if you went from Jimmy to Lance. It wouldn't be lost. So yeah, I do. I think that there is a possibility. I'm not saying that it's the right move. I'm not saying it should happen, but I also think. I also think that there was a possibility of this happening if Brock had played and played bad for a third straight game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think either way that there was a possibility that this could happen going into a bye week. Let me ask you this. Do you think, I'm going to lay out two scenarios for you. Brock plays, plays bad. Brock doesn't play and Sam plays really good. Which scenario do you think more likely leads to a, a path of Sam Darnold and why? Brock playing and playing bad. Why do you think that? Three in a row? I don't know. You almost have to go to Darnold at that point. I mean, I, if I, Darnold plays well, they could say, I don't know, what do you think? I I could see a path for both. For me, I think it's this scenario of Sam playing. And the reason that I say that is, if you were going to move off of Brock after a third bad game, that means after two, you're thinking about it. But the problem is the reason you don't make the move now is because you, you're you not quite sure. You believe in Sam, you like Sam, but what if it doesn't go how you like? Once you make that move, you you can't unwind it. You can't put True. the toothpaste back in the tube. True. But here now what you've got is a, a free path to test it mm-hmm. out. So it's point. like, okay, if after three games I was willing to do it, now I know for sure that he can play. That's a good Let's just point. Make the move. So it's like, He's not benching Brock. Brock is hurt. 
Yes. That's just what it is. Brock, we saw it's the hit. Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick situation it's, it's all over again. Absolutely. It's a legit concussion. You saw the hit. It was on the uh, the, the quarterback sneak. And so what, what he, this allows Kyle to do is maybe the offense works with Darnold. In which case, he can make a decision at that point. If it doesn't, there's nothing to decide. I mean, Brock was never on the hot seat. It's his job. He was just hurt. Nothing. I mean, there was nothing was going on. Nothing to see here. Uh, and and the other out that he has is okay. Well, at that point, once you move off Brock, you can't go back to Brock because you've killed his psyche. That may be true, but if they go with Sam and they lose a couple more games, they're not going anywhere anyways. And guess what? Kirk Cousins will probably be here next year, so it doesn't matter what Brock's psyche is. Like I just. I think there's a real path here. I, I really do. Yeah. But he has to play well. That's the caveat. If he doesn't play well, then this is a non-conversation. If he plays well and they win, uh, don't be surprised. Well, They won't have Debo. Don't know about Trent Williams. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey's not himself. I mean, I'm not. It's no guarantee that Sam Darnold is going to take this job the way that Colin Kaepernick took Alex Smith's job. Yep. Or that Brock Purdy took Jimmy Garoppolo's. I'm not necessary. I wouldn't count on it. I, mean, I think Kyle might be real optimistic here. Um, and, and if Darnold does it, good for him, man. Um, but I wouldn't count on it. I've seen a lot of Sam Darnold. <laughs> and this team has problems, right? He's, you're not just throwing them on a team that's like when Brock Purdy took over, they were already on a winning streak, right? That's true. That's true. They were. Yep. Now, I mean, they're down on they, their confidence is low. Their defense is struggling. Their defensive coordinator is like on the hot seat. Their kicker has issues. They don't do anything great right now. And now Sam Darnold's going to come in and what? Be a savior? <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough position to put Sam Darnold in. But if he does well, this could be the end for Brock. I, I think Brock gives them a better chance to win and be successful this weekend. But... I don't think the gap is big enough to where it can't happen with Sam. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Neil says, I'm already dreading this week in season. Uh, get sweat. Ooh. Okay. Talk about that in a minute. Brother Bob says, Iglet, you called us earlier, but arm instead. Oh, you said that the arm injury. Yeah. He got, it looked like he got tagged in the head. I don't know. I'm not, I don't he know. Did. Nathan says, Sam might actually look better than Brock. The goose says, Grant and Jesse, do, do the Sam Darnold podium. I can, I'm not good at it. You're good. You're, that's your thing. I am not good at it. How does he do stuff. it? He's got, he's got this guy kind of like semi-startled look like. He's always confused. Yeah, I, I got to work on that. Uh, Everything Beats confuses him. Uh, Beats and Meats says, am I the only person who thinks Sam will light it? Wow, I can't even type it seriously without laughing. <laughs> I'm sure Trey Lance is interested. Francisco Escamilla says the way SD keeps QB1 is if he plays like five TDs and 300 plus yards, and it would just be a discussion. I do think Purdue keeps the job, though. Thoughts? I don't think I don't think it has to be that good at all. I think if he throws a couple touchdowns, doesn't turn the ball over, and they win, it's a discussion. Yeah, they could just say he's still in the concussion protocol. And Nunez says, CMC Kittle and Kyle love Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold will flourish and look like Steve Young on Sunday. All right. Hey, I like Steve Young. So if, if he could do that. Yeah. FT Niner fan LA says, Brock was damn near perfect last year going undefeated. Excellent this year, leading all quarterbacks in almost every stat. Has a bad game, two costly throws next game. Yup, this is who Brock is, Grant. I didn't say that. But your profile picture is Brock Purdy. So I just wanted to put that out. Chris Delerico says, Ghost will be fine for a game or so. 
<laughs> ghosts. After that, I don't know. Football gods know about karma. They brought this on themselves, and I am down to see this. Kirk is here next season regardless. Yeah, that and that's uh, the problem, right? Like, that. that's exactly it. In this offense, with Kyle Shanahan, you could see a scenario where Sam looks good for a game or a couple, and that's all it takes. That's all. We only need one really good game out of them to be like, oh, gosh, is this a conversation? It's not like they need five or six in a row in order for him to take this job potentially. Like it just takes one game for it to be a conversation. Now I think Sam Darnold long-term, I think that would be a disaster. I think it would be a mistake, but I'm not the quarterback polygamist. That's Kyle. All right. I got a question. Bonus question. You're not even prepared for this. I'm not. Will the 49ers trade for Kirk cousins before the deadline? Bear with me here. <laughs> I, I don't have to here. bear with you. Cause I talked about it on Sunday. <laughs> bear with me. Here. All right. We know the history that Kyle Shanahan and Kirk cousins have. Like yep. Kirk Cousins is Tom Brady in Kyle Shanahan's eyes. He picked him. He was right about him. That guy's great. Then he proved it. I, dude, Kirk Cousins against the Niners on Sunday. I, I've never seen him play that well. He was so good. He was he was so good. And you know who was the most impressed by that? Kyle. So Brock Purdy, his stock's down. Sam Donald's got a one-game audition. Then they got a bye week. <laughs> if the Vikings lose and they don't want Kirk and he's not coming back next year and they're sellers, the Niners have like 40-something million in cap space. People are already thinking they're going to get him next year. Like, what are you waiting for? Look at how well he played against you. Like, isn't that what the Niners did with Kirk? I'm, I'm going to let you answer the question eventually. I swear to God. Okay. Isn't that what the Niners did with Kirk? Like with Christian McCaffrey last year, they played him. They, he was good. They were impressed. It was on the team like two weeks later. Say that the Niners are going to trade for Kirk Cousins in two weeks. I'm telling you, have to. That's the answer. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not I, a question. That's the rules. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I actually suggested this on Sunday in my post game. I suggested this. And because you're right, I mean, Kyle w- would be very, or was it very impressed? And man, it, it really does make a lot of sense. If you're going to get him anyways, you have the money now. And, and, Here's what we can say. I don't care what your long-term thoughts are of Brock Purdy. I don't. None of that matters right now. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl this year, the answer was always this, and I don't think people wanted to believe it, but now they should <laughs> after that game. The answer was always, if you had Kirk Cousins or Brock Purdy for this year, who gives you a better chance to win a Super Bowl? It was always Kirk Cousins. And for those that doubted it, you definitely should know the answer is Kirk Cousins now after that game because maybe you haven't seen enough of Kirk Cousins prior to this and you got like lured into this primetime stat or what have you, Kirk Cousins gives them the best chance to win a Super Bowl out of the three quarterbacks, the two they have now, and Kirk Cousins. Yes, I, I think that it could be a possibility. I, I really don't see it happening. I don't know that the Vikings are willing to do it or he's even willing to do it, but man, it would make a lot of sense. And he would give him the best chance of these three quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. He would. I mean, look, Kirk beat Brock playing on an inferior team. That's the fact. Like, if you put Brock on the Vikings with Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne, it wouldn't have looked great. I mean, he had Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, and he threw two picks. And lost and had an 81 quarterback rating. Like, 
I don't know. If you swap those quarterbacks on, if you swap those quarterbacks on Monday, the 49ers win and the Vikings lose. Like it's, it's that simple. That's what you're trying to say. And I, I agree. Yes. So we know it. Kyle knows it. They got a lot of cap space. People have been wondering for a while, why do they have $40 million in cap space? Well, they want to get Kirk Cousins. They're going to need about $40 million in cap space. <laughs> it wouldn't take that much. That it wouldn't take a lot of assets either. You're not giving a first or a second rounder to get this done. This is, you're talking a third rounder. Maybe, maybe they ask for Purdy in return because they want to bridge the gap. And maybe they want to see if Purdy can be something with them long-term that it would, it wouldn't take a lot of your draft picks to get this done at all. I don't know that this is likely to happen. I don't think it's likely to happen, but I think it's a, maybe there's a 7% chance that this will happen, but I don't know, man. I think that forty million in cap space that they created for no reason is looking real fishy right now. Like, why'd you do that? How many moves are you going to make in the trade deadline, or were you keeping yourself open for the biggest move available? And like, yeah, you don't really trade for quarterbacks at the trade deadline. You did though. You traded for Jimmy, and Kirk Cousins knows your system. So, I'm monitoring. And, and this. the trade the trade deadline is Monday. You would be coming off of a bye week, so you get two weeks to bring him onto the team and give him the down. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, snap. This they is, could trade for him like, you know, in a few days and give him the whole Sunday's bye week. Game. Yep. Dude, this is going to happen. <laughs> I don't think Dude, they're definitely happen. trading for Kirk Cousins. But, I like but if it did happen, I also wouldn't be like, wow, didn't see that coming. But I think what's funny about it is like, Kyle's been angling this for this for like his whole life. Um, and I think he knows that it was like, would have been really unpopular forever to bring in Kirk Cousins, especially recently with how popular Brock Purdy is. But now after Purdy lost to Kirk Cousins, if they did this, like say Darnold plays this week and struggles and they lose and they're in a three game losing streak. And then they trade for Cousins. Niner fans will be so happy. They're like, I I would say this, uh, Sam playing well might, kill this completely like if there's if there's a five percent chance this happens sam playing well would would dead it completely because they could just if they're that out on purdy all of a sudden they could just transition to sam but if he doesn't play well and they're out on purdy also potentially then yeah that it, all of a sudden those chances get get bigger so yeah so you heard it here man. first kirk cousins to the niners about four or five days <laughs> what do you think it would cost? Third round pick? Fourth round pick? Third round pick? I think a third round pick and maybe Brock. A um, couple third round picks, if not Brock. If, you know, so yeah, I don't. I I'm don't. here for it, man. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I would like, be is here it a, for is it. Is it a good idea? I don't know. Is it, would it be fun? Let's you're, do it. You're mortgaging the future because a lot of the future, because you're not able to roll over the cap space, but you are giving yourself the best chance to win a Super Bowl this year, which is what it seems like they care about, right? So if that's the ultimate goal, then that's your best chance to win this year. It's Kirk Look, call me cynical, and I know a lot of people love Brock Purdy, but after the last two weeks, I don't particularly think he's going to win a Super Bowl. Sorry. I don't think he's as good as Kirk Cousins. Sorry. So the Niners yep. can try. But, He's 23. But Grant, Grant, that to me, the at least for me, I want to clarify because I agree. I don't think he's good, as good as Kirk Cousins. But I, I feel like that has to be your take or would have had to have been your take going into it. Like, I don't think we can look at just these two games because it was it. It has looked really good up till this point. 
you either had an opinion that Kirk Cousins at this stage was was better than Brock or you didn't. These two last games help you make that point, absolutely, especially because one of them was against Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins did play so well. It's easier to make that point now, but that your opinion shouldn't necessarily change because of these last two games. It should just elevate that, hey, you know what? I thought this before, and now I really think that I'm right. Like, there's no doubt now. So to be fair, though, like Kirk Cousins has started about 144 games in the NFL. Been legit. While Brock, yeah, while Brock Purdy has started, what? It was 10. He was 10 and 0. And that's great. But then he lost two. And it's like, okay, well, you got 12 starts and the last two weren't good. And you, I, I've been wondering, like, is the league going to catch up to you? Because there's no book on you yet. What about when there is a book on you? There's a book on Kirk. He's 150 starts in. Everyone knows Kirk, and yet he was able to do what he did on Sunday night. That's the mark of a quarterback who's actually good. With Brock, I I keep feeling like, man, you can't say anything definitive about this guy for a while. I mean, for maybe years. You know about a guy with 150 starts. With Brock, I think that's why it's so scary. Like, man, we don't really know who you are yet. And the last two games are terrifying. What if you are Cinderella and the clock just struck midnight, man. What if it's 12.05 and now you're riding back home in a pumpkin? The thing, the thing is, is it could be really good with Brock, but it may not be. And you're right that the unknown can be a scary, scary. place. It can be How a many very 23-year-old quarterbacks have won Super Bowls? One, two. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Sam well, Darnold? And, and, and it's clear right now. It is clear right now. I think it was actually, I think it was clear after Sunday before the 49ers even played a game, but it's definitely clear now that here we are again, seven weeks through the season and the two best teams in the NFL, Kansas city, Philadelphia. It's just what it is. No question about it. Beast. The beast Hydra says Purdy's concussion makes me feel better about his play. Whatever pacifies you, man. Chris Telerico says one game and he'll get a $300 million extension. <laughs> Funny. Cause it's true. <laughs> Cause it's Ray true. Histo says Shanahan never showing empathy for his players. When they get injured speaks to how he views his players, not a trade a coach should display banana hands equals. I don't know what that means, but yeah, it's like there's someone screaming in agony on the ground. And Kyle's like, and he did it with doing that. He did it with Debo also. He did it with Debo. He, I mean, he's doing it with his best players, man. That is, that is not, not a guy that ha- that that seems to care about the individual. Seems, and it's like Kyle, we Legend. could be wrong. It's 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 just a, you know, it's it's the perception that you create. So if if that's not the case, and you do care, man, you just show it. We would love to see everyone would. Chris Talerico says honestly, give up what you need for Sertan and Kirk. A third and Brock for Cousins, first and second for Sertan. It's not like they draft good. It's that's this what, actually this true. what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that. You know, this they 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 feel this is their year. They already brought in Javon Hargrave. They're not these guys are all getting older. Kirk Cousins, I mean, Kittle's on the way down. Gotta do it. Yeah. Gotta do it. I mean, you don't have to do it, but I think they might. HR says, while some were ready to crown they ass like a vet, Grant sat back and waited for Bizarro Niner World to inevitably return. Here it is, Darnold LOL. Look, man. I don't have much wisdom in life. I don't, I'm not more mature than anyone out here, but there's, I got a good feel for this team, man. Like, I'm sorry. 
I, I just got a feel. Like they're five and zero, great man. Like that's not the test. That is not the test for this team. This team has a very specific test that it fails every time, and um, they're not there yet. So as as soon as they start showing that they can pass that test, I'm just gonna sit here and be like, nice, nice. The difference is is that there's no emotion in it for you because you're not a fan. And I yeah. I can say this as a fan, knowing that I do have emotion in this. But even now doing content creation, I can also say with confidence that I'm removed further from the fandom side of things because this is something that I covet and is important to me. And so I try to be as objective as possible. And me now versus me three years ago, having a conversation, I would walk circles around myself three years ago because I would have way more emotion even three years ago as a fan than I do now because of this. And I think emotion can definitely blind uh, blind you from what's really happening. It can. That's fair. I mean, you want, like, if you're a fan, you want the 49ers to win. And if you want the 49ers to win, and they've won five in a row, you might be inclined to think that they've turned a new leaf or whatever. I don't want the 49ers to win. I don't want them to lose. I'm Things are better when they win, but I don't want them to. And I think that allows me to have that little like uh, unemotional distance, mm -hmm. which is helpful. It's helpful. Well, well, think about it. I mean, what's the first thing that happened? Like, it doesn't happen to you. Actually, it does happen to you. You're not even a fan and it happens to you. Grant, if you're critical about this team or especially Brock Purdy, what's the first jab that people throw at you? You're not a real fan. That's the first yeah. thing they say. Like, yeah. oh, okay. So basically what you're telling me is you're emotional. Mm -hmm. And you're blinded by fandom. So you, right. what you're about to say next, there's no objectivity to. Got it. Like your job that, you're, is you're to just that. boost, is to just boost the guy. Like I'm not right. a booster. Right. I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not a booster. It's not my job to, to wish and hope, to like project my wishes and hopes and aspirations onto this team. Like I don't care. When they win, my life doesn't improve. I mean, maybe it does. But I can't make them win. My life improves when, I, when I'm right about them. I put it, I mean, my professional life improves when I'm right about them. And so, I don't know, I feel like I've been right about them for a while. Maybe I'm wrong for here and there, but like, I'm not getting too excited about this team. They've been good since before COVID-19. Like, they've been really good for, since before the world changed. Man, I mean, when they, they were good when I was like 190 pounds, sweaty with long curly hair. Like, man. <laughs> This well, is why you have to be sweaty, to say, though? man. I've been sitting here. I've changed a lot. They haven't changed at all. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Steve M says Cousins was making sandwiches. Niner had no pressure. Uh, that's not true at all. Go back and watch some of that game, man. Even when he had pressure, he was making he was good things shake out there. Francisco says third rounder plus Sam Darnold for Kirk. Nah, Sam Donald's too good. The goose says Vegas hmm. knows something we don't. They still have Niners Super Bowl favorites. Kirk trade. Oh, trying to tell you. Trying to tell you. Uh, Bobo says they'll trade a first round pick for Justin Tucker. Nice. Casey Two Bears says you don't understand. We need to give Purdy time to develop. He's only started less than a season. It's not like we have a Super Bowl ready team, so we can afford to wait. Couldn't give number five that patience. Uh huh. Nah, it's Kirk Cousins time, baby. What patience for Brock Purdy, man? What pay? Joey Mellis is Grant out here predicting the future. What up, Jess? 
What up, man? Christian Chip says, predict which coach is going to cost us a win next. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's, yeah, the, there's some truth to that. The Gold Rush says, I just don't see any scenario where Kyle Shannon moves off Brock Purdy. I prefer Lance, but to get rid of Trey Lance, to go all in on Brock Purdy, named captain, team wanted Brock Purdy. I just don't see Kyle Shannon pivoting from Brock Purdy. Kyle Shannon is married to Brock Purdy. Oh, Married to him, huh? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's married like the sister wives guy. Like you sure? he's married to a lot of people. He was okay. Here, here's what people don't understand too. Kyle Shanahan has told you this is the third time now that he's told you since he's been here that they've got a franchise quarterback. The first time they did it was with Jimmy Garoppolo when they paid him big, big money. That was them telling you we found our franchise quarterback. Then they moved off of him after going to a Super Bowl and going to an NFC championship for Trey Lance, who they traded the farm for, also telling you they believe they have a franchise quarterback when you give up all those pieces to do so. They were out on him before he was even given the keys to the team. And then they did it with Brock Purdy by removing all barriers. If you don't think that he would move off of Brock Purdy at this point, man, I... Just look at the guy's history. There's not much that you need to know other than the history. It tells you everything. It tells you everything. Chris Telerico says, as it is now, I don't think this is a Super Bowl winning team. Brock's problem is that we've probably seen his ceiling and it's just not good enough. Yeah, I don't know that we've seen Brock's ceiling. I mean, listen, I don't. My thing has always been that I think Brock Purdy can be enough right now to win with this team. I don't believe that he'll ever be the franchise quarterback. Um, because for me, that means you have to be a top five to seven ish guy year in and year out. And I don't think that that's him or going to be him, but I also don't think it's fair to say he's reached his ceiling. He is still less than one season into this all in. He can improve. He can improve. Chris Telerico says, okay, hear me out. Three first and a second for the Cowboys third string quarterback, such a circus this team is. Yeah. I think they could go get Trey Lance back. You know, pay a pretty penny. Matthew Waring says, Hargrave is an undersized pass rushing defensive tackle. Had a huge issue with stopping the run, like 26th, LOL. Trade for DJ Jones thoughts. Yeah, that's the truth. And if you talk to Eagles fans, they would have told you this. And a lot of Eagles fans were like, you know what, Javon, thank you. Great player. But we'd rather have Jalen Carter. Thank you very much. Good luck. Oh, they, they improved. With that draft pick, they actually got better at the position. Lave says D will show up, CMC will ball, and Darnold will throw mostly easy passes with the occasional wide open wide receiver schemed open by Kyle Shanahan. What Niners will win this week. Hey, Amen. If that's the case, that's all that Kyle uh, wants at quarterback. Yeah. Chris Telerico says, I, I'm like Jesse. I'm a fan, but I can see clearly I want the Niners to win. But Shani Lynch and the organization brought this on themselves. Time to pay up. I really like um, fans like Chris and Jesse. Like, I respect that you guys root for the team. You don't have to be like a journalist jaded like me. You're not a journalist. Be root for your team. But have some objectivity, please. I love that about the people who watch this show. I think I think that's the biggest thing is trust me. I mean, you see it all over my tweets. The few times that I've watched a game live on my channel, you see that when the game is happening, I fan out about as much as you can. But once it's over. Yeah. And now I've got to like put some thoughts together about what I really think. I'm going to be very, very honest about what I feel. Sometimes that pisses people off, but that also tells me that I'm being objective because if it's not pissing fans off, um, then I, I know that probably I'm, I'm looking at it through rose colored, colored glasses a little bit too much. So that's impressive. I feel like it's hard to wear both hats. I just went all in with, you know, 
jaded, cynical journalist. And it's easy. Like, I, that's my prism. But you go back and forth. That must be tough. I, I, I admire it because you do it really well. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. The uh, Black Hammer says Kyle Shanahan is poop playing from behind. Poop. Wilkes plays only stress Kyle Shanahan more. All right. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's play a little prize pick, though. And unfortunately, this week, they don't have any Niners. Again? Again. So I guess I'm going to have to do that with someone else. Let's just get some random people and have fun. Kirk Cousins. 251 and a half. That wasn't planned at all. 251 and a half against Green Bay. What are we saying here, baby? 10 a.m. Are they at home or are they at Green Bay? Uh, I don't know. It says versus. Sorry. In division, coming off of a big game, short week, I'll say less than. Oh, really? Short week? All right, less than. I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan right now, though. Joe Burrow <laughs> against the 49ers, 255.5. And let's see people in the in the chat. What do you guys think? Participate. Yeah, this one's good. This one's close. This one, man. The 49ers have not played an elite receiver yet this season. This is the first time they're doing it, and they're playing a, a second one that's very good. Jamar Chase in his rookie year against the Chiefs, a big chunk of this came against Charvarius Ward, had 11 catches on 12 targets for 160 or 266 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he knows he can cook even against Charvarius Ward. So I'm going to take more than. They're coming off of a bye week as well. I'm going more than too. Everyone in the chat like more than. All right, that's a good one. Who else we got? Let's go Geno Smith. Everybody thinks he's Geno. All right, Geno Smith. More than or less than 221.5 passing yards against Cleveland. Ooh. Cleveland. Cleveland, too. Man, talk the about a Jekyll and Hyde. Do you, I mean, do you see what Minshew did to him? That was crazy. Yep. I did. Golly. I'm going to say more. I'm going to go more. You're going to say more? I'm going to go more. Oh, the chat disagrees. The chat disagrees. The chat. Go less than, less than, less. I'm going go with the chat. chat. I'm going with the chat. The chat knows better than you, man. They do. Sorry. They probably do. Yeah. The chat knows. All right. One more. One more. I don't you bet, see what you like? So. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Kenny Pickett, Trevor Lawrence. What you like? What you like? Gardner Minshew, Tua. How Ooh, about let's, Tua? Let's go. Oh, that's fine. I was going to say, let's, let's go with the, the current league MVP. If uh, I think if the season ends today, Lamar Jackson's the MVP of the league. Right, let's do both. Two of first. Let's do Lamar first. Okay. Lamar. Who are they playing against? 228.5 passing yards against Arizona. More than or less than. <sighs> More. That seems easy, right? He's been, pat- man, he's been, he's looking Against really Arizona? Good. Really good. I think that's, that's a nice prize pick. More. And then to a 272.5 against New England. More than less. Or less. 272. Less. Less? Yeah. All right. That's a lot. Okay. That's those are our five. There they are again. Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow. Kirk Cousins less. Joe Burrow more. Geno Smith more. Two of less. Oh no, no. They said more Gino more. less. Are you going less with the with what they said? Oh, or Gino. Going... They said Gino yeah. less. They said Gino less. I think. Oh, I did. Didn't they? I messed up. You're yeah, right. You're said, right. You're right. Gino less. Burrow more. Gino less. Yeah, I messed that up. All right, let's place that entry. If I get all right, all five right, I get two hundred bucks, which I definitely won't. Which I hey, and if you want to play, <laughs> make sure you go check out the link in my description. Promo code Cone C O H N. Use that. Receive 100% deposit match up to $100. I strongly suggest 
if you're into this kind of thing, go through prize picks. Use my promo code. It's the way to go. I, I bet right. you they had the 49ers up there, but with the Brock Purdy news, they had to switch it up and like figure it out with Good Sam Darnold. Point. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Is Kyle Shanahan scapegoating Steve Woods? <laughs> Man, what he said today, what he said something along the lines, he knew he messed up. Man, yeah, he is scapegoating. And this is what's crazy is Coach talked about this before the season started. He said if they don't win, they're going to scapegoat Wilkes. And it's actually happening in front of our faces. And I think this yeah. is crazy. The The issue I take with this is that I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I understand it is, even though he's up in the booth, they're all connected on a headset. So Kyle yeah. hears that call. If Kyle hears that call and he doesn't like it in the moment, he can say, whoa, 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 no, 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 we're not doing that. Do not do a cover zero blitz right now. We just need to tackle him in bounds. Absolutely not. I'm overriding this. Do a cover four, do something different. So to say that he knows Wilkes made a mistake, Bro, you if you thought that was the case, don't don't be Mr. Hindsight because it didn't work. You knew in the moment what the play call was and you okayed it by not changing the play. Am mm -hmm. I right about that? Isn't that the way that yeah. it works? I'm pretty sure oh, they're I all connected. It. It's it's I don't think it's fair to come out today and say, "Yeah, you can't make that call in that situation." Like it's a fine call on 3rd and 6, but not with 16 seconds left. Dude, override him in the in the moment. Yep. If you're that definitive about it now, like he said it like, man, anyone should know that, you know, like no NFL coordinator worth the salt or any, no NFL coordinator who's employed would ever do this. I mean, you said that publicly about the guy that makes it seem like you're a game away from firing him. And two, it just feels kind of dishonest. Like, man, you're his boss. You're on the headset, man. You could call whatever you want to call. So, I don't know. It feels like, yeah. Man, some people in life throw other people under the bus. It's a bad habit. It's something you don't want to do, right? You mess something up, you got to sort of take the, the consequences. Kyle likes throwing people under the bus. Yeah. That was Steve's fault. Nah, man, you're the leader of the team. You stand there and you say, I can't. He's could, always I, you know, done that's that. on me. He did it with that's the quarter. He did it. He did it with the quarterbacks, though, too. You know, the injuries. Oh, no, no, no. It, I mean, he broke his leg because of this. He hurt his arm because of this. Da, 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 da. He always he had a reason for everything instead of just saying, hey, it's on me. And that's what I was starting to respect about Kyle is that it seemed like he was turning the page. But now that the chips are down and it's not going great, it's easy to do all that stuff when you're winning. Oh, it's me. Because the mistake isn't. Nobody's holding your feet to a fire when you make a mistake in a game that you win. Like nobody's doing that. So you can say it's easy then to be like, oh, you know what? This mistake that it really isn't a big deal and you know it's not. Oh, that was my fault. But when it is it's a big deal and people are saying, hey, dude, what? Why didn't you change the call? Oh, no, no, that's on him. Yeah. Okay, man. I would have. I knew that was a bad call, but Steve messed it up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, look, he, <laughs> I don't know why Steve's here, honestly. You know, they, they, they brought him in, but they're like, run, don't run your defense. Run yeah. our defense. Yeah. So we want you to be our coordinator, but whatever your instincts are, whatever your ideas are, like, forget those. Just try to figure out what D'Amico would do. Like, what? Why would you? You're setting him up for failure, 
And when things don't work, he can point to you and say, well, this is what you want me to do. And you can point back to him and be like, well, this is what D'Amico did. So, so it, <laughs> I don't know why he's here. If it's not working and he's not even running his defense, why don't you just promote someone who was here with D'Amico? That's what you, I mean, D'Amico was here with Sala. I don't, I don't know why they didn't do that. It doesn't make but sense. I, but I do blame him a little bit for accepting that job because he knew what it was. There's, there's a reason Fangio is not here. The reason Fangio is not here is because Fangio would have ran things the way he wanted to, and Kyle was unwilling to let that happen. So he went with Wilkes, who was yeah. right there and was willing to do that. So Wilkes did get himself into that. He could have politely declined. He chose not to. So he's got to deal with it a little bit too, but he shouldn't be scapegoated, not on a, a particular play that Kyle knew what the play call was. And it's like, is the biggest issue with the defense the fact that Steve Wilkes is underperforming? Or is it the fact that Nick Bosa is underperforming? Like, well, Steve Wilkes is important. I'm sure he makes one, two, maybe $3 million a year, which is good. Nick Bosa makes $35 million a year. He's supposed to be making every coordinator's job freaking easy. It's like Madden on rookie mode. But so far this year, it's been a struggle for him. And I'm sure he's got his reasons. But I think that's a bigger story, a bigger reason than Wilkes' play call on one play that Kyle could have over, uh, overruled. Well, let's also look at it just from uh, a standpoint of which unit is performing better the last two weeks in these losses. So we're used to the 49ers' defense being number one in the league. Okay, It is a shock to see some of these things happening. But ultimately, what does it come down to? It comes down to the points scored. And if you look at the last two weeks, teams are averaging 20.5 points against the 49ers. If you take that and you throw that into what the rest of the league gives up, that puts them dead middle of the league. That puts them 16th in the league at points given up per game. Not great. Not for a team that you expect to be the number one defense. Now with However, the talent they have, they were number one last year. For sure. Not great. And I'm not trying to say that it is and, and you know that he shouldn't be held accountable. That being said, Grant, the offense has only scored 17 points a game. We True. expect them to be near the top as well. And guess what? That would put them at 28th, I believe, in the league or 26th in the league. So you're saying Kyle's deflecting. He is. Because his unit that he's been a part of for many, many years that has yeah. CMC and had Brock Purdy and had yeah. many good players this week and the week prior, yeah, they're not getting it done either. And Wilkes's unit gave them three chances on the opponent's side of the field with the turnovers they forced, and they came away with Seven points, one touchdown, and that was because they got the ball at the eight-yard line. So Kyle himself should deflect in his own direction and be like, listen, my unit's not getting it done either. Yeah, it's like Steve Wilkes, he could do better. It's his first year coordinating this team. It's not his defense. It's week seven. It's my seventh year calling plays in the offense, and we look like it's year one. So that's fair. The gold rush says, wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo Lynch's guy? Correct. Neil says, it's good to keep an open mind, y'all truth tellers. Correct. Fish and Chip says, CMC, <laughs> this scheme, CMC, this scheme, three years max. T. Davis was gone after four. Well, CMC is 27 years old. So that's about when running backs start to hit a wall. So, and if you're going to give him, I don't know, 400 touches in a season, yeah, it might be one year for him after this year. He's already starting to fade. Armando says, Fernando, let's hear it. All right. <clears throat> Because <clears throat> you gave me 10 bucks. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous, guys. I don't even... Okay. <laughs> Fernando! 
<laughs> so beautiful. For you. Gosh, I mean, you. wow. Mr. I see ghosts on Halloween weekend is crazy. <laughs> Somebody Beyond was going to put it together. Off, Brother Bob says, "What I wait, I missed it. What did Kyle Shannon actually say about SW? Steve Wilkes. Who's SW? Steve Wilkes. Oh, yeah, that, that, that call was all wrong. Yeah, he, he knows he he said he knows it was the wrong call. Okay, man. Where were you that? Where were you? It's like a caddy being like, it's like letting a caddy letting the, the, the golfer take a whatever a pitching wedge and hit the wrong shot and be like, yeah, man, you should use a seven iron. Where the hell were you on that one? <laughs> yeah, should have said something. Flav says Kyle Shannon will not replace Purdy. He's only ever replaced his QB one for injury, right? More importantly, Kyle Shannon wants someone who can process within his offense at an elite level. Sam's on Jimmy Garoppolo's level, not Brock's. Oh, Flav, you and I know this. We all, pretty much everybody in here knows this. But Kyle Shanahan Tell loves him on Kyle. a whole different level. A Tell whole Kyle, different man. level. Tell it to Kyle. Riziki. I said that Grant's hair is too short that he should grow it out. Papa Cone agrees with me. What do you think, Jesse? Also, your skincare routine. <laughs> skincare routine. Uh, no, I keep my hair short, so I understand why he would do it as well. And when you Fishy. when you get a little bit older and you start having gray hair on the side, like it, you know, keeping it short kind of hides that a little bit. True. Fish and Chip says if we lose versus Cincinnati, can the contract extension be rescinded oh, from man. Bosa? No. That's inked up. No, I think Daza. he's talking about Kyle, probably. Kyle? <laughs> How realistic is a trade for a cornerback like Horn, Lattimore, Kendall Fuller before the trade deadline and put Demo in the slot? I think that's actually, I don't know about one of those guys, but I do think they're in the market for a corner. Yeah, I think they're in the market for a corner and a pass rusher. I believe it. HB Nate 55 says, Kyle didn't hear uh, call, didn't hear call face and playbook like Fred's injury. Didn't hear call face and playbook like Fred's injury. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Bob says, good thing we extended Kyle and Lynch. Brilliant. Hmm. A little news in the NFC West. Frank Clark signing with the Seahawks, drafted by the Seahawks, went to the Chiefs, beat the Niners in the Super Bowl, went to the Broncos, was one of many people that wasn't feeling it there, like Randy Gregory. Now he's back in the NFC West. Is this something that the Niners need to be concerned about? Two teams with two losses. Well, I mean, I, I think that, Anybody who saw that draft from Seattle knew that Seattle was going to be closer than maybe previously thought. They drafted very well. Witherspoon is, I mean, wow. As advertised, he is a very, very good player. They are supremely talented in the secondary. The only thing they're missing is a true pass rush. Now, the problem is that they, is that they lost Nwosu as well. So Frank Clark is coming in to replace him. That might be a slight step back. But this also tells me that those same defensive ends that the 49ers are likely inquiring about, Daniil Hunter, Montez Sweat, Seattle is probably also in the market for. And they have plenty of picks as well. So I think that's kind of more what we should be looking at. But Frank Clark is still pretty good. And if he's in the right scheme, he's 30 years old. He's the same age as three-fourths of our defensive line. So it's not like he's old or washed or anything like that. I think it was a good signing by them, definitely. And Frank Clark, for what it's worth, I mean, he came over from Kansas City. He has zero respect for the 49ers. He's the one that chirps the most. So at the very least, like his voice in that locker room and his confidence going against the 49ers, that'll, that'll play. That'll go a long way with his teammates. 
Frank Clark really hasn't been a dominant player since like 2019. He's 30 now. Last year he had five sacks. Year before that he had four and a half. Year before that he had six. But um, but what I about the pressures, Grant? What about the pressures? Isn't that what what we pay people for now? That's true. That's true. I just I was there at the Super Bowl. I saw him take over. I think he's a really good player, and I think he's a a really important addition to the Seahawks. I, t- I take the Seahawks more seriously now that they have that guy. Yeah. Um, Even though he has a grand total of no sacks this season in two games. I still th- take him more seriously with him on the team. Denver is a dumpster fire. So, dumpster fire. Like, dumpster it, fire. It's not like any anybody's doing great things over there right now. I think the Cowboys will take a fourth for Trey as Raziki. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so odd? Hey, can like, we you, know, our, you know what? Let's just back. unwind it. We'll just let's trade him back. Is there a legit reason not to play Jordan Mason or uh, Elijah Mitchell? Like, oh, the Niners used to have confidence in a rotation of running backs. Now they don't. Even when McCaffrey's averaging like three yards a carry and clearly injured, what's up? I think there's okay. I'm just trying to see this from Kyle's point of view because I think we all have been calling for Mason to play. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed in training camp, Grant, and I'm sure that this will jog your memory as well, is that it's not the fumbles. Like, yeah, he had some fumbles in training camp. Mason's never fumbled in a game. But, but he was constantly not on the same page with his quarterback. He would have option routes out of the backfield, and it seemed like he was always off of whatever quarterback was out there. They were never on the same page. Quarterback was thrown to one spot. He was doing something different. And then when you remember a play against the Kansas City Chiefs in garbage time where Brock Purdy came into the game, he went to hand it off to Mason, and Mason wasn't there. You start to put those things together, and you're like, hold on a second. Like Maybe Mason just doesn't know the offense as well as he should. Mm-hmm. Mason also missed a very big block in that Browns game that forced uh, an intentional grounding essentially on Brock Purdy. So there's some reasons why Mason, I believe, is not seeing the field. Then when you look at Mitchell, <clears throat> Mitchell is he seems to be a shell of himself. I I don't know that he has it anymore at, at all. I mean, he seems to have no confidence. He doesn't run with any intensity. And maybe that's just because he's not getting a lot of carries. I think that's understandable. The problem with that is, is that running backs are kind of a dime a dozen and you can mm-hmm. still go get guys. You, the solution is not playing them or is, is to not play them at all. You can't do that because you're going to run CMC into the ground. But I understand why maybe they're not earning some of these reps from Kyle's point of view. I, I, I could see that. Yes. What's up? I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Jordan Mason doesn't know the offense. Fine. Uh, maybe I'm not arguing with that. Elijah Mitchell shell of himself. Fine. What about, about Ty TV? Davis price? Yeah. I, I, like what? I agree. Yeah. what? Yep. You yep. draft him in the third round. You never gave him a chance. You, you, you had everyone writing articles about him all off season about what a great training camp he was having. You talked about it. You can't just give 97% of the snaps to Christian McCaffrey. Like, yeah. I mean, you could try. It's a bad idea. It's already, yeah, it's, it's a bull you. strategy that, and that, and that's what I'm saying is, I could see the problem and why those guys aren't playing, but the solution is not to run CMC in the ground. Like though, that is not the solution. That's just not. No, no I, I look. Mason's averaging darn near six yards a carry. You could find a way to get him on the field, man. 
Yeah. He doesn't know your scheme. Well, he's averaging darn near six yards a carry, not knowing He knows how to run the ball. That, yeah, that like it the, out, man. The blocking, the route running, those things may be off, out. but he can run the ball. And if it, even if it means, hey, you know what? You know we're running. I mean, Trent Williams is tipping the play anyways. They know that they're running. Yeah. So who cares? I got a theory. So if you know that they're running, then it doesn't matter. You still got to stop it. So let Mason run his five times a game, spell CMC, and that's good. That's it. I got a theory. What's I feel that? like Kyle Shanahan has geared the whole offense around Christian McCaffrey. The oh, yeah. runs he runs, the outside runs, the different the different uh, routes he runs. That's the whole offense. It's the Christian yes. McCaffrey offense. Yes. And so when he goes out, there's not a Jordan Mason offense. There isn't an Elijah Mitchell offense. Their, their skill sets are way different. So it's like, oh, he didn't run the, op- the option route correctly, Jordan Mason. Man, why is he running an option route? He's not Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He's not. So find what he does well, because there are some things that he does really well, and let him do that instead of asking him to be Christian McCaffrey, because he's not. Neither is Mitchell, neither is Ty Davis Price. So if Kyle could just like, I don't know what it is, like scheme some things in for other running backs, have a package for other running backs instead of being like, all right, Christian's out. Jordan, go pretend to be Christian. Do your Christian McCaffrey impression. Like, no, that's not going to work. Not going to work. Yeah, I agree. Um, Astrid, hey, Grant, can you shout out my husband, Fernando? He's a big fan. <laughs> What's up, Fernando? Brother Bob, Kyle equals amateur comedy hour. Look at quarterback and kicker position. Moody Purdy, fun names. Jesse, be honest, who wins the Super Bowl this year, says Riziki. Probably Kansas City again. I mean, their, their defense right now is the best that it's been in the Mahomes era. Their defense is legit. And Mahomes is Mahomes. Uh, it's this going to be tough to beat them. Man. That's it's the key. Tough. It's like, do the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Fish and Chip says Mitchell's body is saying no more football. I, I kind of tend to agree. Brother Bob says no more excuses. Win now, team. Expect Super Bowl championship now. Matt McEwen says, I'm sorry I'm late. Is Denver on, on a fire sale? Tennessee yes. is. We know that Tennessee is. They basically have come out and said everybody's available. Make offers. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, agree. Tennessee. Tennessee. Lord, I really been real stressed. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for watching. Daza says, if you don't like our running backs, train them or get ones you like. Also, Mason is averaging 5.6 yards. Can't use them in short yardage situations. Like, I agree. No, nah, you're not allowed to. Jesse, what's See, up? What do you got doing? What do you got? That, hold on. That's why he should have kept Trey Lance. You needed a running back. And that's what that's the way he played him. So Debo and Trey Lance were your running backs. You should have kept him. Torta Monster says, if I uh, if I were half the guys on the team, I'd ask for a trade. Kyle puts their careers on hold for just in case. Mm. Jesse, are you going to call in show next? I am. Yeah. Normally I do behind enemy lines, but I actually did that yesterday. So call in show. I mean... I don't know if there's a better time to hold a call-in show than after the news that came out today. Call in. Let me know if you think my theory's right, that there's a possibility Sam Donald could replace Brock Purdy if he plays well. If not, call me out for it. Is Larry Kruger depressed today or what? He blaming Lance. No, I saw Larry work today. He's in a good mood. Shout out Larry. He's fine. Matt McEwen says, so uh, so PS2 a possibility now? Yummy. I don't know that he is, though. I, I don't... I mean, I think there's limits to a fire sale, and I... From what I understand, they're not willing to budge, but everybody has a price. Everybody has a price. So maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Thank you guys for watching and donating and all your generosity and and what have you. 
This is the end of the show. Go to, go hop on Last Second Sports with Jesse and Colin. Appreciate you. Yeah.